0: This episode is very, very close to home for me and if you have experienced it firsthand or you are a relative of someone with cancer, then I I want to share my thoughts with you and I want to share my heart with you because it's such an important lesson that I think we are all going to learn at some point and it's how we deal with this lesson that really defines our nature and who we are and how we get through it. Your adventurous life begins the moment you step out of your comfort zone. And that's why I started the Misadventurous podcast. I'm Tiffany Rouge and I'm all about personal growth, changing through setbacks, standing strong in the face of injustice and defining your own worth. I'm your host, and I'm connecting you with knowledge, voices, and stories of success. Women who have channeled their inner lady boss, business leaders, spirituality, and connection so that you can enjoy your life, make some serious bank, and live the life that you choose. First of all, big love for stopping by the Misadventures podcast. I'm so glad you're here. If you love podcasting, I love you for sticking with me, you know, whether this is your first episode or you've had multiple, multiple run-ins with the Misadventurous podcast. Do you know how awesome you are? Just for putting me in your ears, you absolutely rock. Did you know that I'm putting together a course about how To podcast. Like if you want to create a following and get your podcast into the top 200 podcasts in iTunes and Apple, well, I am unleashing my secrets onto the world. And if that sounds like something that you're interested in, sweet. Make sure you head on over to sanctuarymedia.co forward slash free. There you can download some really awesome starter stuff about how to download and how to start a podcast and how to turn it into a content machine. But stick around because once you get that stuff, I'm going to keep you up to date with just when my course opens, when the doors to podcast mastery opens, and when you can start learning from me about how to build a following, but also make sure that your podcast isn't a massive burden on your time because no one has enough time for anything, right? We've all got massively busy lives, but I can help you make your podcast develop a following for you, be the greatest thing you've ever done, and also not take up that much of your time but still have you creating content for your social media. So head over to sanctuarymedia.co forward slash free and just download one of my free goodies to stay up to date. So last week I received some pretty bad news from my dad. He has cancer for the second time. 2016 he found or the doctors cut out a tumorous cancer tumor, um, the size of a tennis ball out of his um, bowel, out of his intestines. So um, turns out that he's been a celiac his entire life, but never was diagnosed. And he's the sort of guy that would eat, you know, Wheat Bix with bran flakes for breakfast, a white bread sandwich, and maybe some pasta for dinner. So like full on glutinous diet for 50 something years, you know? So, I mean, it's kind of amazing that I, you know, I'm very grateful that he's still here and that he found it early. Like he, you know, he, he's a good person who's sort of in, in check with his body. Um, and like, honestly, if you see weird colors in your poop and you haven't eaten beetroot, definitely get it checked out. Don't think it's going to go away. Don't think, don't ignore the problem for sure. Just honestly, take a photo and then go to the doctor. Like it's that Easy. You don't have to take a sample. It's not weird. That's what my dad did, and he's you know he got through his his first bout of cancer. So because of that, he's had to go and have tests like once every six months or something to make sure that it doesn't come back. I feel like that's sort of like a standard of what happens when you are um, a recovering cancer survivor. You know, you just need to get tested just and checked and just in case like it comes back and and so um at during one of these tests a couple weeks before his 60th birthday we found out that he has a cancer that is two like a cancerous tumor that is two centimeters i'm not sure like you know maybe in diameter um in his liver and finding out this news has triggered something in me because my dad is my hero like I grew up with a very strong father figure. I look up to him so much that even trying to, you know, say this these words, I'm getting emotional because how much I love him and I feel for him. You know, he has a special place in my heart. I see a lot of myself in him. I get a lot of my strength, my assertiveness. Um, you know, the way I think from him and I really love that because that's really shaped a big part of who I am today and he's been my number one supporter would listen to like every single one of my radio shows bless his absolute gorgeous heart and just done everything especially in the past few years of like me living as an independent adult he's really been there for me not to say that my mom hasn't but it's just been a it's been a case of like the meeting of the minds and then being able to just run with it. Like I feel like he's one of my best friends, right? And so, whew, God, here we go. So when you like know that and when you have such a good relationship with your parent or parents, you know, there's something inevitable that like is that just it, like it's inevitable. And so that inevitability is I'm sure, you know, you're across it, but is, is that one day they're not going to be with us. One day they're going to die. And that is, that's been one of like my biggest fears because I just, I genuinely have no idea how I'm going to react. And okay, like I've been given a shitload of warning, right? Like I know it's the one thing we are all absolutely promised in this life is that we are going to die. But you know, I guess it doesn't make the whole thought of it any much easier. So to have that and to to feel like, shit, this is such a special person in my life. And one day he's not going to be around. Yeah, that's brought up a lot of feelings and fear. And then having that news on last week, Feeling like shit that day is going to come and that day is going to come real soon and it was a really big challenge to try and bring myself out of it to really think about the fact that like shit he's going to die and I'm going to have to continue living. We've had conversations about how long he expects to live and he said to me, you know, I, I, I imagine that I'm probably going to live to like 85. He just celebrated his 60th birthday and he's talking like this. And it broke my heart a little bit to hear that that's sort of the way he was thinking like he was approaching the end of his life and I think that's for me because I don't see it that way like I feel like if I'm 80 or if I'm you know turning 60 I'm gonna be like sweet what else can I fit in in the time that I've got whereas he's looking at it as like okay I've reached this part of my life I've reached the end of it I'm gonna start winding down and I'm a big believer that if you don't use it you lose it and I never want to lose whatever it is that i got right now and okay things change and you know you you give away, you sell, you buy, you know things come and go right there's a flow of in and out in your life but i don't want to lose my mind i don't want to lose my ability to do stuff and maybe that's a real naive 29 year old thing to say but I want to be one of those 80-year-olds that still goes and walks up mountains every day because I know that I'm. if I don't walk up a mountain every day, my body's not going to let me, you know. I want to be able to, to feel and to have strength when I'm that old so that I'm not going to, I guess, let myself get there. But it's not such a case of where I think my dad's letting himself get there. It's just... That's a possibility of what could happen because he's talking like this. So it's been a real big conundrum to go, wow, okay, my dad's sick. No, my dad has cancer he's going to die and he's winding his life down. It's like, you know, the fade out of someone's life that I'm I'm like shit, I don't even I don't want to be a part of this. Like I I really I want I don't know how I'm going to deal with this. Like it's very confronting, very challenging and very emotional. And so it got to the point where I just had to tell my dad how I felt that like how much I love him because he's, both him and I are not very big communicators on our feelings. Now I'm working on it. I am dating a person who feels so many things all the time that I am now forced to talk about my feelings and it works and, and you know, I highly recommend it to anybody who can't, but it's still just Really hurt me a little bit to be in this, sta- this stage. And um, if you listen to a couple of episodes ago, that was really taxing on my mental health, but as well as my body. Like it wasn't a good time for me until I realized that I'm okay, I'm agnostic. I believe that there are higher powers. I don't believe in giving that power a name like God or uh, Allah or, you know, it doesn't need a name. Like I know that there are many different powers and forces and divine, you know, natures and energies in this world that they don't need to have a name. They can just be things that exist that give us enriched lives, um, help us make decisions and things like that. And one of the things that I, you know, really sat with me um, was I, I studied art in high school and one of the things that we like, one of the topics was just like Buddhist iconography and I remember looking at it and, and researching all of this stuff and I came across this quote, which is just like a genuine, like I think the Dalai Lama said it, and he said, you don't have to be a devout Buddhist to, to live an enriched life, to be happy with your life. You don't have to be a monk. You don't have to be a priest or a clergyman to live an enriched, beautiful life that you're in love with. All you have to do is take the things take the elements from the different religions that work for you and use that to live a happy enriched life and that sat with me since i was about 18 and that's what i've done right you know i, I respect the 10 you know one or four or three of the 10 commandments which is like thou shall not kill love thy neighbor you know try and be good to those other, those around you and things like that but one thing that i do believe in is reincarnation. I believe that, you know, souls carry on through time and that I've had soulmates in the past that have now found me. And, you know, it's an amazing miracle that two soulmates find each other over and over again. And that's really lovely. But I believe that souls get transferred to different things. They don't have to be physical bodies. They, you know, they can be trees. They can be butterflies. They can be animals. But that life cycle continues when a life ends. Just as the same law is like kar- the karmic law of cause and effect. When you do something, with every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. With it, When a life ends, another starts. And so it took me a while, but... I now feel okay and sort of that I've come to terms with, Now definitely that I've come to terms with that, like at some point my dad is going to die and it's going to devastate the shit out of me, like really, really devastate me. And here I am getting emotional again. But I know that when he does go, he's not going to be gone forever. Ooh. He'll still be in my heart. And that is the main thing. That is the thing that I'm going to hold on to. He'll still be in the lives of the people that touched him or that he touched. And he's not gone yet. <laughs> Like, he's still here. I still have the opportunity to to spend time with him and to, to you know, make more memories and to hopefully convince him that he's going to live and that he shouldn't, you know, be, be winding down his life, that he's still got so much time left to live. And I'd like to be a part of a lot of that, that time, you know. I'd like to spend heaps of that time with him. So, yeah, like there was that realization and then there was an understanding that like I have to get him on this podcast like there are some things I want to know about him and things that I've never even asked him that it's like he's yeah he's known me my whole life and there's so much I don't know about him as a person so that is going to be a very interesting and exciting episode and a nice little continuation of this one because I'm sure he's going to hear it. And if you are, well, when you do listen, Dad, I love you, but you already know that. But I look forward to our chat on this podcast because, who God. One day in the future, it will be the last thing I have of you. So I urge you listening right now, go have a conversation with your parents. Tell them how much you feel about them. My gosh, I swear I'm not going to (laughs) cry. But yeah, like tell them how much you feel about them. If you are lucky enough to still have them in your life, you genuinely need to cherish them and tap into that wealth of knowledge that they have that they're going to be able to tell you about their life. Like, I know growing up, my dad would try and tell me shit and I'd just be like, "Uh -uh, uh-uh, I know better. Excuse me, this is my life. F off, mate. But now it's like I can't get enough of what he says. So from the fear turns into a mission. And that is all that we can do, right? Just turn that fear into energy to act, So stick around for part two of this episode for when I do have my dad on this podcast, for when I do have my dad on the Misadventurous podcast. that build up to that big change that you're working towards. So stay with it.